this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you're looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and as always, thank you to my loyal listeners. Without you, I wouldn't be where I am. Please follow me on Instagram if you don't already do so, at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I'll put that in the show notes. Also, please consider donating to my podcast so I can continue to give you great content, and you can even get one-on-one coaching time with me. Patreon.com slash Narcissistic Parents, and I will also put that in the show notes. Hi, guys. Today I wanted to talk about something um, that I, I, I really tend not to do. I'm going through a tough time right now with my anxiety. I suffer from, I, I really don't know. To be honest, it's always been considered general anxiety disorder, generalized anxiety, but, um, and panic attacks. I don't know if I have an anxiety disorder. I have had anxiety since I was five. My first real bad anxiety attack, similar to what I'm feeling right now, was when I was five. Um, a five-year-old shouldn't have a panic attack slash anxiety. Um, it was so bad. Um, I get really bad physical symptoms and it was so bad that it was triggered because I had a cold and I was, I guess I got anxious because I had the cold and I started to throw up and I, it was constant and they took me, my parents took me to the ER. Um, what's crucial about that is the exit, what I was saying before, the fact that I had an anxiety attack at five years old, that bad. Um, I was in the hospital for days. I, I don't remember exactly. But it was not good. And and that feeling has been with me on and off because it's not a constant or I wouldn't be here. Nobody can survive that kind of constant nausea, weakness, feeling cold, cold hands and feet and shivering and consistently. It, it comes and goes. And, and I know that. And I try to tell myself that I will feel better. And I, and I hope that that helps some of you when you have anxiety, if you have anxiety, which I hope you do not. But I know that a lot of us do. Um, to get through the anxiety is to just remind yourself that you have survived 100% of your anxiety attacks. Um, mine are usually very closely tied to health issues. Um, right now, as you know, I've been going through like a stomach thing, but I think my stomach is better 
but my anxiety is taken over, which affects my stomach. So I'm still in la la land, um, as far as my stomach. Um, and the, the more anxiety I have, the more my stomach doesn't feel good, the more worried I get, the more anxiety I have and you get the cycle, right? I always thought, um, that once I understood anxiety, that it would help me. And I guess it did in a way, because I do think of anxiety very differently than something that just takes over and I, I have no control over. And at the same time, it didn't help enough is, is how I see it. I know about anxiety about as much as I know about narcissistic mothers. Um, because that was the thing that I decided I was going to learn everything about so that I wouldn't have anxiety. But it doesn't work that way. Anxiety just doesn't. It, it's, it's your primal brain takes over and there's nothing you can do about it. And, and I've had therapists tell me this before and I fired those therapists even though they were right. Um, they're right. You have to take the anxiety and be kind to yourself. That means do not berate yourself. Do not get angry with yourself. Do not lose patience with yourself. Do not, do not let your parents' words, um, be the ones that control how you handle your anxiety. Okay. It's not about just get up, go do, do something, get out of bed. I'm tired of seeing you in, in, in bed. That's not, no. What you should be telling yourself is, even though I feel terrible, I'm okay. And even though I want this to stop right now, it may not stop right now. It will go away and I will be better. And I'm recording this now in the middle of it because I want you guys to, first of all, hear me in that when I feel like that. Um, I probably sound different than I usually sound, right? I'm a little, I'm less upbeat. Um, I have a harder time focusing and concentrating, but it's only to show you that you and I are the same. Just because I, I can laugh in my, in my podcast or, you know, I, I have a lot of experience with the narcissistic parent thing doesn't mean that I have a hold on everything, right? I can only pass on what, what I know. And, and what I know is anxiety sucks. My daughter has unfortunately, um, What's the word? Genetically, she's gotten it. I passed it down to her because it definitely wasn't by the way I raised her. I tried to raise her in a way where anxiety wouldn't be an issue, right? I tried to make her, not make her, but let her sleep over her friends' houses, do things that she wanted to do. Um, my mother prevented me from going 
to, I couldn't go on school trips. There's so much, um, in my early childhood that affects the way I see the world now. I couldn't go on school trips because it wasn't safe. And I put that in air quotes. Um, my first school trip I was allowed to go to was in the fifth grade, uh, because she was going to chaperone it. So it was basically like not going on a school trip because she was there. Right. Um, I couldn't eat cafeteria food. So that's a whole long story, but, um, she made me come out of class at lunch we would go to a neighbor's house, someone that she knew that lived near the the school, and she would bring me lunch every day. And that, and that's, that went on for years until I begged her. I begged her in, when I was going into the third grade, I think it was. Please, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And she she supposedly asked my pediatrician, and he told her, no, that the food at... The cafeteria is nutritious food. So her excuse for making me feel out of place, uh, making me feel as something was wrong with me, was that the food wasn't good enough. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, I'm talking about anxiety now and, and the causes and the reasons that I may be anxious. And I'm going to go back to it. But I want to touch upon something that it has been on my mind for days, and it was, uh, again, it's it's in the Instagram. Instagram has really been a place where I can get my material, and it makes me think, right? There's a lot of misinformation on the internet in general. And the person who posted this is not a bad person. This person is not trying to spread wrong information. And she she or he, I think it's a she, but I'm not sure, um, is not 100% incorrect. But I, I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. I am a no-excuse zone Instagram page. What that means is... I don't want to hear an excuse for the parent's behavior. I don't want there to be reasons to forgive them and go back. Forgiving, yes. Forgiveness is for you. I don't want you to forgive and forget. Or forgive and go back. Or forget that these people are who they truly are. You have to remember that narcissism is a personality disorder. It is narcissistic personality disorder. And it's not up to me to tell you if your parent is a narcissist or not. There are the nine, you can go back to one of my old podcasts that has the, I have several on narcissistic traits. One of them I talk about the nine criteria that's in the diagnostic book that doctors use, okay, for narcissism. And if your parent has five of them, they're, nar they're a narcissist, 
any more than that. You know, it's kind of, it goes in a scale. Um, they're, they're stronger narcissists. And anything below five is traits of narcissism. So, um, it is a personality disorder. Okay. Think about what a personality means. And that's a difficult thing to define personality. Personality is who you are to the core. It is just who you are. And personality is shaped by how you're raised. It could be shaped by genetics. It could just be random. There's no scientific way, really, to define personality, right? Some people can call it your soul. It depends on your belief system, right? Well, I don't like when people say your mother didn't know better because she was raised and abused herself and was taught by her own mother to behave this way. She doesn't know what's right or wrong because she wasn't taught right from wrong. Um, right from wrong is something that you learn. It's not just your mother that teaches you right from wrong, right? You know what right from wrong is at a very early age. You know when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. The fact that they believe that they're never wrong in doing it doesn't mean that they don't know that what they're doing is wrong. Okay, there's a difference. They might never really believe that what they're doing is wrong because they have disordered thinking, they have a personality disorder, and therefore they live in a different world than the rest of us. So they believe that what they do is correct. They believe that they are incapable of being incorrect. That's part of narcissism. That's one of the traits, right? They can never apologize because they're never wrong. That doesn't mean they don't know that what they're doing is wrong, okay? And I want, I want to squash that right, right there. Um, do not ever... Go and say, but my mom didn't know better, but my dad was abused. They know better, okay? They understand that gaslighting is is wrong. They understand. They know what they're doing, okay? They're trying to convince you of something that never happened or happened differently, or make you feel like you're crazy. That's what gaslighting is. It's it's telling you something happened that you remember differently, but they're trying to convince you their way is correct because you're crazy. That is not something that they do and don't know that it, it's, it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's morally incorrect. It's morally wrong. What about triangulation? When they take, in, in a sibling situation, but with anybody, they, they can do this with anybody, 
with two siblings where they go talk to one sibling and say that you said something negative about that sibling, right? And then they talk to you and say, oh, your sibling says this. And she creates or he creates a fight between the two of you. And then they feel a sense of satisfaction. They have that smirk on their face because they get to see what they did. Don't tell me they don't know that's wrong. Don't tell me that they don't understand that you have depressive feelings because they're trying to control every aspect of your life and that they don't understand that that's wrong. Don't tell me, and I'm going to get personal now, that my mother didn't know that hiding three brothers from me for 42 years. Actually, I say 42 because that's when my brother called me. I would still to this day not know I had brothers if it hadn't been because he called me, which I'm grateful for. And I love this brother. He's a good guy. He is like me. From the little I know of him. That they don't know that this is wrong. Right? The things that they do they don't know is wrong. They don't know it's wrong to say that they wish you were never born. To put you down. When you come home with, with a decent grade in school and they say, well, that's not good enough. It's not a perfect score. They know those things are wrong, people. Uh, please don't let anyone put it in your head that they don't. And, and you know what's the worst case? Forget the person on Instagram. And I hope that if you listen to us, you don't get offended. I don't even know you personally, but... It's not about, I'm not saying forget you. I'm just saying there's therapists out there that believe that these people don't know or don't, cannot do better because they don't know the difference. Now, it is true that they can't do better. A narcissist cannot change. A narcissist cannot change. But all of the things... In my situation right at this moment, with my anxiety being so bad, my stomach being so bad, and just feeling weak and and lightheaded and awful, caused by years and years of being on edge and not not knowing what was going to happen, if my mother was going to be in a good mood or in a bad mood, or if I was going to be blamed for something I didn't do. And why is my anxiety worse now? Because her narcissism got worse as I got older. And when I was in my 40s and she felt that, you know, the the older I got, especially probably the last 10 years I spoke to her, I had married someone that she didn't want me to marry. And it was the best thing I ever did. She couldn't control that. She couldn't convince me otherwise. She didn't do one thing with me to prepare for the wedding. Now, it wasn't a big wedding, but I still bought a wedding dress. I had flowers. I had a, a maid of honor. 
Um, my daughter was the flower girl, and she gave me away. My water, my daughter walked me down the aisle because she's the one who lived with me. My mother didn't have to give consent, or my father. My, my daughter did. That's how I felt, and she was only five. So... My anxiety has gotten worse because she got worse as as she saw that she was losing me. That I wasn't the same girl that I was 10 years before. So she really ramped up her her narcissism and her abuse. Her emotional abuse. And it, you know, and what she left me was with was this. I'm going to abandon you if you don't do what I do, what I, what I want. And she said it to me. She said it to me when I was 12 years old. Right? You guys may have heard this in another podcast. Um, I innocently asked her if a boy were to ask me to the movies, could I go? There wasn't even a boy. It was just a question. And she got angry and started yelling at me and told me she was going to move to Puerto Rico with her, what turned out to be her sister-in-law once upon a time because she was married to that woman's brother. And of course, I didn't know that. Abandonment issues. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm not working and my husband is at work and my daughter's at school and I'm alone, my anxiety just goes to the roof. That's what's been going on, especially if you have been feeling sick and you sit here and you're alone. And all you have is your thoughts to scare you even more. To tell you the worst possible scenario. So this is awful. I said I'd go back to the anxiety and I'm here again. But my anxiety... Is not just about, it's triggered by health and prolonged by being alone. And you feel guilty because you call your husband at work and he knows you're not feeling good, but he can't come, he can't quit his job. I hope that you guys. Do not suffer with anxiety the way I do. Because it's not fun. It sucks. And I will be okay. In one or two days, I will be fine. My stomach will be back to normal. And I will be fine. And I know that. And that keeps me going. But there are moments that you think, I'm never going to feel better. But you will. I promise you that. 
And I will too. So, I apologize for this podcast being so emotional. But I wanted you to hear it. I wanted you to hear me not feeling well, right? Because I'm not perfect. My persona, my escaping narcissistic parents' persona is not 100% who I am, you know? I have a life outside of that. It, it, that's just part of my life. It's almost 25 minutes now. And I, um, I'm going to end here. And hopefully the next podcast I'll be able to say how much better I'm feeling. Because I know that I'm going to feel better. I just have to be kind to myself. Watch Gilmore Girls again. I love that show. I guess it's the two shows I watch have a very toxic person in them. And I guess that that's comforting in a way just to see it in somewhere else. And I need to make a podcast about these toxic mothers um, on TV and, well, TV and movies. Um, Gilmore Girls, of course, Emily Gilmore. And Mom, uh, Bonnie, um, being narcissistic. Emily Gilmore is the very typical narcissist, right? They, She has it because money can bring you to that, you know, status and you know, you you actually have status, so narcissism goes with it perfectly. But Bonnie has no real reason to be narcissistic, but I love that show because it's funny. And I miss Christy. I wish she was there this season. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to end here, and I'm going to send you my love. I know I can't send you my calm, but I can send you my knowledge. I can send out into the universe my experience and hope that you catch it and hope that you understand it and do not give a free pass to someone who hurts you on purpose. All right, guys, I love you until next time.